you doing? It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, Boomer. You familiar with that one? <laughs> well, Generation X is now taking it on the chin. As intergenerational hatred on Twitter becomes more and more of a thing, it's uh, simultaneously hilarious and really, really tiresome. Uh, Also, the good folks from South Park have taken on the trans-athlete thing, which is, you know, we were just discussing how in Cal Unicornia logic goes to die, where something simply factual and logical nobody cares nobody just nobody has any interest in hearing the logic of something they just care about how it makes you feel um well there could be no better example of that than big brawny thick-boned dudes who identify as women running roughshod over women in the world of sport and we'll have a clip from that for you coming up as well Oh, you know, the one interesting thing about the OK Boomer dealio is that employment law people and PR, or not PR, HR people, are pointing out, uh, you say that in the workplace, pretty good chance you're going to be looking at an age discrimination suit. OK, Boomer. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I say to the HR people. (laughs) Um, Which is, uh, it's it's a big old deal now, particularly in your progressive states where everybody has to be protected against anything. Yeah. Um, and, and, and honestly, protected from sarcasm. Give me a break. You, okay, Boomer. <laughs> you, uh, if you get fired and don't claim it's because you're old, young, gay, straight, blonde, blue-eyed, brown-haired, black, whatever, you're a fool. Because you can usually walk away with a little extra bonus check for a few thousand bucks. So anyway, uh, don't be saying, okay, Boomer, to your older uh, coworkers in the workplace, or you could be in serious trouble. Little bonus mailbag here. You can email us anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We're going to bounce around to a bunch of different topics, but uh, you people are always informative and interesting. And if you ever see anything you think we ought to be talking about, send it along. That's fine. Uh, Mikey Luke, frequent correspondent, writes Hey guys, I ripped my first extra large podcast with Mark Halpern from you for free because you guys are stupid. Uh, <clears throat> that's right. Um, not since I bought Eva Braun's monogrammed panties have I been this excited about anything. Excellent reference to a show conversation several weeks ago. Uh, but, yeah, we did one of our extra-large podcasts with Mark Halpern of uh, Halpern and Heilemann Game Change fame. And uh, Mike writes, uh, Halpern's take on the upcoming election is unlike anything being spouted by commercial media. I forgot how good Halpern is. He's the next-level stuff. Um, I would agree. I think it's a really, really good breakdown of what's happening in the world politically. Halpern's super, super sharp. Um, he, he went away because he had some hashtag me too issues. Um, and he's trying to get back, you know, to doing what he does for a living. Um, also, also, Jack dropped an F bomb on the podcast. I'm sorry. I voted for it to be bleeped, uh, but it's in there. Um, speaking of politics, I thought this was great. Uh, Al, Al the painter writes, and I uh, clarified with him that he's uh, like a house painter, not f- bowls of fruit and the Virgin Mary painter. He's he, a, he can't paint me like one of his French girls? Uh, right. Okay. No, okay. no. But he can make your living room uh, look fabulous. Spruce, spruce it right up. I felt this uh, in my gut for a while, guys. But the other day, I got some confirmation in IRL in real life. I was staying at a hotel in Dallas, was at the bar. Two middle-aged ladies sat down next to me. From their conversation, it became very clear they were Democrats and quite left-leaning at that. 
However, one of the TVs close to us was on CNN, the corrupt news network. Uh, we had one uh, fellow suggest we refer to as uh, refer to it as certainly not news, um, which is also pretty good. But CNN was turned up quite high. Of course, they were droning on about the impeachment of Trump. The ladies watched for a few seconds before they asked for the channel to be changed. Uh, they then went on the conversation uh, for a couple minutes. How do these channels not understand that we're sick of hearing about this crap over and over and over again? They went into a lot of detail and even briefly joked that maybe they should just vote for the scumbag. Their words, not mine. Just to teach all of these media types a lesson. Now, I think that is really interesting. So, lefty women... So resenting the drumbeat from the media, they were tempted to vote for Trump just to stick it to the media. Uh, Wow, that is, I mean, uh, who knows how many people they speak for, but I think that is significant. And then he says, and I agree with him, guess we're all sick of it. In the real world, we can get along and talk about our differences as I did with them. No yelling, no screaming, no hate, just differences of opinion. Gave my soul a little hope for the country. Then he mentions he grew up in Canada and appreciates the fact that I use the term toque now and again. <laughs> You're welcome, Al. And it's my pleasure to use the term toque. Okay, oh. boomer. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not a boomer. I'm too young to be a boomer. I'm Generation X, which is being called the Karen generation from young snipes. And uh, I'll explain that and, and the rest of it. It's all very, very stupid. But uh, you might as well be aware of it. $10,000 bet, writes Jared. A reference to one of our uh, favorite Mitt Romney clips from back in the day. Hello, men and Sean. Whoa. What? Yeah. Wow. Not cool. Okay, not $10,000, but here's my bet. 100 bucks says Trump gets impeached and is removed from office. Another 50 says that our bigamist friend Mitt Romney is the first Republican to run. Mitt Romney is not. Not a bigamist. And trafficking, first you take an, a just out of nowhere shot, just a sucker punch of Sean right in the ear for no good reason. And then you're suggesting that Mitt Romney, merely because he's a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints, uh, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a Mormon, is a bigamist. That's just, you know, Jared, you're pushing it. All right? You're really, really pushing it. But this part is is why we came. Why we're reading it. Here's how I see it playing out. Nothing happens during the House investigation. Dems vote for, Republicans vote against. Around the time it goes to the Senate, people like Mulvaney and Bolton are compelled to testify. Bad stuff happens, and the Republicans fall apart. The end. I, I don't I don't think you're right, Jared. Kind of yada yada a little bit there at the end. Yeah, that's end, <laughs> and that's I'm not sure how we form a bet on the basis of yada yada yada. I will tell you this though. And and again, this is not my advocate hat. This is my analyst hat. Looking into what Rudy was up to in Ukraine, I was doing a little reading over the weekend. I think there's a decent chance he has the cell next to Roger Stones. At the very least, he will get a slap on the wrist um, for being an undeclared lobbyist for foreign power. There are... Remember Rudy's two associates... And, and I should have the names in front of me. I just decided on the spur of the moment to talk about this. But, you know, those two uh, goons that uh, were in the news that went to jail or were getting charged with campaign finance uh, irregularities and offenses, they were funneling hundreds of thousands of dollars to Republican politicians and and hiring Rudy as an attorney, consultant, whatever, 
Um, here's the deal. They were trying to take over this Ukrainian gas company, natural gas company. Uh, if I put on my glasses, I can tell you their names. Interestingly enough, not uh, not reading glasses, the opposite kind of glasses. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're, they're the two Ukrainian goons. But anyway, so they were working with this oligarch, uh, Kremlin-connected oligarch, to try to take over this gas company. And the ambassador, Ms. Yovanovitch, who we were talking about last week, knew that they were mobbed up and that it was uh, untoward and, and not good. And she was working with the Ukrainian authorities to try to not have that happen. And Rudy was on the payroll of these goons, Lev Parnas and Leon Fruman, um, trying to get the president and others to call off the heat on his buddies. So I don't think Trump had any idea what was going on. Rudy just got him got in his ear uh, saying, oh, yeah, this uh, ambassador's bad news. She's bad mouthing you. She's working against you, blah, 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 because he was working for for Parnas and Fruman. And listen, maybe I'll turn out to be wrong, but now you'll know what people are talking about when they talk about Rudy and what he was doing doing in Ukraine. And it stinks, honestly. It, it stinks. It's it's um, well. There's a reason. Uh, what's his name? Um, Biden's boy, uh, Hunter Biden. There's a reason he was ooching around, serving on boards in the Ukraine. I mean, what the hell? Where where did that come from? Right. Hunter Biden, the great uh, Ukrainian natural gas expert, here's where it came from. It's still pretty corrupt. They're pretty mobbed up and has ties to the United States. So the oligarchs there, the the real heavyweight goons, are always looking for ways to to build bridges to the United States and and uh, and and be able to do their thing with impunity. And so there's a lot of money washing around and a lot of influence being peddled. Um, so that's why Hunter Biden was there, because it's just it's known to be just there's a pool of cash to be made working with some of these mobsters. Anyway, moving along. Hunter, you're a loser. Uh, oh, I like this. Ailey Anonymous writes, hey, A&G and crew, my astute husband pointed out that everyone is asking the wrong question question with regard to impeachment it's not a question of whether trump will be impeached but rather a question of how many times he'll be impeached over the course of his two terms and how loudly he will crow about being the first person to ever be impeached multiple times uh so that is quite a, quite a guess that he will win a second term and be impeached multiple times oh my god aileen i don't think my heart could take it too much stress as a talk show host too much news Let's see. That's interesting, but it's a little long. Oh, 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 oh. One more. One more. Indulge me. It's about the homeless industrial complex. Tony G in beautiful Portlandia. Um, I did some volunteer work for a faith-based group in Portland. We we're always amazed that the number of homeless miners inside the city limits of Portland is estimated between be between 600 to 650, but the amount of money raised every year between the city, county, state, and non-governmental organizations like churches, Goodwill, Salvation Army, and the likes is said to have been in the neighborhood of $65 million. This is per year, every year. You could buy a $500,000 home with a staff and still have money left over for each of these people. You're correct. The fundraiser and the look at how much my group cares machine is stealing money from the public. In most cities, you can't make the numbers 
of homeless people and the amount of money raised match up or make sense of why money hasn't and won't come up with a solution that worked. Do the math. Even common core math can't make any sense of it. That's how you end up with $600,000 per unit homeless housing complexes. It, it's like when the Army, and they still do this to some extent, you remember the $900 hammers? Well, that was to cover the, the budget for black ops. That money was going somewhere. It wasn't going for the hammers. It was an accounting trick. Well, that's Stop what's happening. The in- hammering. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. Um, that is what's happening with the homeless industrial complex. There is an astounding amount of money being handed around and it's been being taken out of you. You sympathetic suckers. You're the same numbskulls who give beggars dollars at the street corner. Stop it. They're stealing. Armstrong and Getty. Tom Petty with some fine advice. You don't have to live like a refugee. Unless, of course, you are a refugee. Then then I suppose you do. Coming up, why Generation Z is calling Generation X bad names. Um, But speaking of generations and attitudes about it, the good folks at South Park, who I love, 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 uh, taking on the absurdity of the trans athlete thing where men are uh, competing against women because they claim they identify as women and maybe have some hormones in them or something, but um, they're just absolutely running roughshod over the girls. Um, and this uh, this clip from the recent uh, episode that deals with that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that ridiculousness and features a character who I, uh, I guess is being called Macho Mam Randy Savage. <laughs> Joining me now is the current champion of the strong woman competition, strong woman. Miss Woman, do you feel ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready, David. There are just so many amazing women athletes out here today. It makes me so proud. Now, this is the first year that a trans woman is in the competition. How do you feel about that? Amazing. I feel honored to be a part of history. I have a lot of incredible trans friends who are athletes, and so we're all inspired this woman's competing. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, have you actually ever met Heather Swanson? Uh, No, I've never competed against her before, no. She's not exactly your average trans athlete. Well, what is an average trans athlete? Honestly, I find that kind of bigoted, David. Okay. Heather Swanson is actually joining us now. Miss Swanson, how does it feel to be competing today? I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. And is it correct you just started identifying as female two weeks ago? I'm not here to talk about my transition. I'm here to kick some ass. Let me tell you something, Dingleberry. David Perry. I'm going to roll up the other women here, and I'm going to smoke them. I am the strongest woman this state has ever seen. Any words for the challenger, Miss Woman? Uh, good luck, Heather. (laughs) Luck is for dudes. So, uh, giant roided up, bearded <laughs> character as, uh, South Park. Hey, what's it? Give me an age on Trey Parker 
or Matt Stone, would you, Sean? Because this factors just so beautifully into the next thing, which is that Gen Z is calling Gen X the Karen generation, which I'll explain in a moment or two. Uh, Matt Stone is 48. Trey Parker is 50. Yeah, so they're, they're Gen X-y. Okay, interesting. Um, uh, according to various people who I won't bother identifying, Generation X, which is, uh, you know, I hate the whole generation thing. I think it's stupid. It's artificial and, and stereotypes people. Although, let's face it, there is some usefulness to it. Um, I happen to be of Generation X, but they're usually racist, homophobic, and transphobic, don't believe in vaccines or climate change, and are mostly also the parents of Gen Z children according to one person who's quoted in this article. And you know how you slag off baby boomers with OK Boomers? Well, okay, Generation, boomer. Generation Z has taken to calling Gen X what this characterizes as once a mere bystander in the generational wars. Yeah, and we're fine with it as the Karen generation, as in Karen, the middle-aged white woman who's always asking for the manager and wondering why kids are so obsessed with their identities. Um... Karens are generally privileged from the system the boomers set up for them and are now acting entitled and working against Gen Z. They're usually racist, homophobic, and transphobic. Um, they always, and they have a tendency to stand their ground and act like everybody else is wrong and they're always right. Well, the reason for that, my young friend, is so many of the things you're touting and, and, and pitching are stupid. They're stupid. They're illogical. You've been indoctrinated by a bunch of lunatic college professors who wouldn't know reality if it, it mounted them. Um, and so that's why we say you're crazy. It's mostly because you're crazy. Uh, Marshall's News is coming up. There's a nuclear missile silo for sale. I'm thinking of buying. Also, speaking of buying things, Gwyneth Paltrow's new Goop Holiday uh, gift guide is full of delightfulness and stupidity. Uh, Here's your list of dismissive things to say to each generation. This is according to some idiot on Twitter. Baby boomers. Okay, boomer. That one's become well-established. Okay, boomer. HR professionals are warning us that if you say that at work, you could end up on the wrong end of an age discrimination yeah, oh yeah. lawsuit. Generation X, you say, all right, Karen, as we just explained. Millennials, okay, liberal. <laughs> and Gen Z, okay, edgelord. Sean, help me with edgelord? Uh, edge, like it's the the super goth, like, eh, no, this is a hardcore, man. Like the oh, okay. like kind of your, your, your rocker groups or whatever, right? Like right. think of... Uh, the bracelets with spikes on them, that sort of stuff. Right, like you're a, trying way too hard gothy. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, Edgelord. <laughs> wow. So now we're all, we're all learning how to dismiss each other out of hand with with uh, unbelievable. Snark has affected the national conversation in a way that troubles me. Marsha Phillips has the news. What's up? I'll tell you, the Battle Royal in Hong Kong continues today. you got protesters shooting arrows and throwing gasoline bombs at police. Police are firing back with tear gas. The two sides continue battling at that barricaded university campus. You know, it's interesting to me. Yeah, they, they, literally, they barricaded themselves in a campus, and it's like a... A middle e- middle uh, ages siege of a fort, right down to the weapons. They're actually shooting cops with arrows. Yes, and and you know essentially 
throwing uh, firebombs on them. Yeah. Be careful which videos you click on if you're just kind of lightly perusing the internet trying to get caught up on the story because some of these things are rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's but, terrible, terrible yeah. violence. Yeah. And now China's ambassador to Britain is accusing the U.K. and U.S. of interfering in the internal affairs of China and Hong Kong. As the authorities in the territory struggle to continue months, or contain rather, months of protests. You know, I was uh, listening to Adelio the other day, and it's reminiscent of our conversation in the uh, Armstrong and Getty Extra Large uh, Book Review Podcast, which is out, right? now. It's available. It's it's really good. It's about uh, Steven Pinker's Enlightenment Now, uh, and it's all about the Enlightenment and uh, Western civilization and the progress. But um, in 1989, 1989, 51% of, uh, uh, of countries were uh, of a totalitarian bent, communist, socialist uh, dictatorships. Right. And now three quarters of countries, I think it is, are democracies. I mean, there's been an astonishing leap forward in the number of people living in freedom and, and some right. level of self-determination. So, yeah, Congress, in a, I'm sorry, not Congress, uh, China. What an odd mistake to make. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading as I'm talking, right. which is always a terrible right. idea. I'm just surrounded by print. Anyway, uh, China, yeah, in essence, we are interfering with your internal uh, affairs because we're in favor of freedom and self-determination. It is fed and clothed the world. It has lifted the the billions out of poverty in an incredibly short time span. Free markets and free people are great, and you're an organ of oppression. So yeah, we're going to screw with you till our dying day. Right now, their manhunt is on. Fresno, California, scene of the latest mass shooting in America. It happened at a backyard football watch party last night. Ten people were shot, four of them fatally. No arrests have been made, and there is no word on a possible motive. But they are looking hard for the shooter or shooters. I don't know nothing about nothing, but it was a bunch of Asian folks, as I understand it, of Asian descent, gathered at a party watching football, etc. Somebody came into the backyard and just opened fire. Yeah. So, I'm sure the coppers have an idea what's going on there, but... Um, it, it, a gang thing, maybe? Could be. Um, I mean, it's just unimaginable. You go to somebody's barbecue and shoot it up? That's that's insane. Oh, an update for you. She is back. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to be returning to the bench after missing oral arguments due to a stomach bug. Last week, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts said she would not be present because she was indisposed. Ginsburg only missed one day and still participated in the cases by using transcripts and recordings. RBG is 86 years old. Wow. Wow. I mean, listen, I've I've said many times, I wish her well. But if the Tangerine Tornado gets reelected, I mean, let's face it, the chances are exceptionally strong that there will be another vacancy. Yeah. I mean, and, and the ones who ain't that old, they're, they're well, what are the ages? They've actually younged the court up a lot recently. I mean, Roberts is, is pretty young. Yeah. Uh, Kavanaugh? Yeah, Kavanaugh's young. Yeah. Gorsuch is young. Yeah. Kagan, and uh, and who's the other one I can never think of? Uh, Sotomayor is, is, is quite young. Yeah, it's actually a pretty young court these days. Yeah. And can you imagine one more, say, 40-something justice? Trump's stamp would be on the Supreme Court for decades. 
Now I have a uh, question for you, Joe. You uh, do a particular kind of fasting. What? What do you? Well, I'm kind of not doing it. Oh, I don't okay. know. It's the just... intermittent fasting. It's it's yeah. uh, which is a bad name. You narrow the. I hours. need to rejoin the program. I need to rejoin the program as I am intermittent fasting. Okay. You narrow the hours it. when you're eating. You don't eat till, say, 11 a.m., then you stop eating at 6. Right. I, I, I stop eating at 6 and start eating again around noon or 1. I'm now doing about a 5 or 6-hour window of eating. Wow, very, very admirable. And then, theoretically, you're supposed to fast for 24 or 48 hours once in a while. Right. I haven't done that. Um, I am, I'm the lowest weight yesterday morning that I've been in two years doing it that way. I find it to be the easiest diet I've ever done in my entire life for anybody who wants to try it. Mm. And I'm and I'm eating poorly when I do eat. I can't imagine what it would be like <laughs> if I actually ate well during the 6 hours that I allow myself right. to eat. So now tell me this, you're you're the way the last uh, least you have in X number of years are you like Trump you're trading in a very narrow band or how much Pretty weight? narrow band. Yeah, yeah. The the my highest to now is uh is t- is 10 pounds. So Okay. Um okay. yeah, pretty narrow band. Yeah, yeah I'm not impressed. Well, <laughs> As a guy who's gone between 167 and 213 in my adult life, I am not impressed. But I, I tell you, the reason I think the intermittent yeah. fasting thing is the easiest is there's there's no organization. There's nothing I have to do. I'm not weighing stuff. I'm not shopping for stuff. I just stop putting freaking food in my mouth at 6 o'clock, yeah. and I don't put any more damn food in my mouth until noon the next day. <laughs> that I, I'm stupid enough I can figure that one out. Why are you so angry at food? <laughs> He's done nothing but I'm, betray him. No, his I'm angry life. at myself for not understanding. <laughs> hey, guess what? If you stop shoving crap in your maw as many hours a day, you'll lose weight, you idiot. Right. Well, <laughs> and it turns out. I brought this up. I brought this up because we have a new study touting the benefits of long-term intermittent fasting for heart patients. The study involved 2,000 people who had undergone heart surgery at a. Uh, at a facility in Salt Lake City, and the researchers found that people who said they routinely fasted had a much lower death rate and better recovery rates. So intermittent fasting yeah, helps you lose weight. Looks like it's good for your heart as well. You know, I got sucked into a thing on uh, Twitter, which led me to uh, another tweet, which led me to a Stanford University uh, research project on um on breakfast specifically, and insulin spikes, or oh. glucose spikes, I right. should say, which eventually lead to um, insulin resistance, which leads to diabetes right. and the rest of it. And I tell you what, I'll give you the long and short. If you are eating any sort of sugary cereal and milk uh, for breakfast, you're, you're making a terrible mistake. Terrible, nutritionally speaking. There you go. It well, just, it's crap. It's like oh, it's it, it's just crap. And what it does to your but it's delicious. Are you aware of that? <laughs> oh, sugar's <laughs> gross. Um, just there is no defending carbs and sugar. It is it's terrible, terrible. You'll get my powdered sugar cocoa blasts out of my cold dead hands, Joe. And you will have cold dead hands, so I will take them. I tweeted a picture yesterday of a bowl of peanut butter crunch, the best cereal ever made. How's the roof of your mouth doing? Uh, bleeding. How's your glucose? Hmm? My glucose is poor. I'm bleeding from my mouth. Other than that, delicious, sir. Good stuff. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Seriously, you could get ISIS members to break if you fed them two bowls of peanut butter crunch in a row and then had them eat something salty. It's clearly a cereal from a manlier time in this country. Oh, my God. When, you know, good t- it makes your mouth bleed, but it tastes good, bring it. I'll just bleed.
<laughs> We're a tougher people then, Jack. Now the Namby Pamby breakfast cereals, you can chew them and swallow them without pain. It's just hey, every week. Did you guys already talk about Colin Kaepernick wearing a Kunta Kente t-shirt to his workout over the weekend? Yeah, it was hours ago, though. Holy crap. Yeah, I know it. I was on his side. I was like, give him a chance. Let him make a comeback. As we talked about last week, there's all kinds of wolf beaters in the league. A guy who's got political views, don't ban him. And he shows up with a Kunta Kinte t-shirt. If you don't know that reference, it's from a TV show Roots back in the 70s about slavery. It's basically, I'm a slave, is, is his statement. And or, uh, I will not give up my principles ever, as they had to beat Kunta within a, a, an inch of his life to get him to adopt the slave name. And so, essentially, Colin who I've been much more sympathetic than a lot of you people, um, he was saying, oh, oh, I'm not backing down an inch from the PR disaster that I was. Right. So, But that's, you know, it's fine. His life, he can do what sure. he wants with it, but he, I don't think he'll play in the league. But if I owned a team, I wouldn't sign him up because I'd think, oh, okay, here's what we're signing up for. Every game, no matter what happens, we're going to be talking about this. Right, exactly, and it's going to tear the locker room apart and the rest of it. Uh, you know, and it's not that he's right or that he's wrong. It's that it's a difficult business winning NFL games. And if you're fighting with each other over politics, you're just doomed as a franchise. So, yeah, that although I get what the league pulled was incredibly hinky, too, though. I mean, that was they were trying to job him. And he didn't like it. So I don't know if he responded with the Kunta Kinte shirt or he was going to wear that all along or what. But that was ugly. They just they, they cooked up this tryout thing yeah. and said, yeah, it's, it's happening Saturday. And he and his people are like, what, this Saturday? But they got their act together and they got there. Then they hit him with this uh, disclaimer, the legal document, that essentially gave up his right to ever sue the NFL over anything ever again. And so he and his people were like, there's no way we're signing this. And we're not doing your dog and pony show. We're going to this high school. We'll do it at the high school. So nobody won. And it became ridiculous. Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Holiday Gift Guide, well worth hearing about. Oh, no doubt. What is she at this point? Cultural icon? Annoying? Well, (laughs) goes without saying. Uh, That's next. Hang around. Italy will become the first country in the world to make it mandatory for schools to teach children about climate change. Because as Italian scientists put it, the earth is about to become one a spicy meatball. <laughs> wow. Saturday Night Live was fine. The opening, uh, the po- political opening, I thought was just horrible. Just n- not, 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 nothing that even made me crack a half a smile. One of the worst that I'd seen in a while. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, funny. I saw the tease and the link, and I thought, you should watch it, and I just couldn't bring myself to, so I'm glad I didn't. And I don't mean just because it doesn't agree with my politics or something like that. I just, I just didn't feel like there were any funny jokes in it or any. That's yeah, whatever. It yeah, is what it is. Yeah, wow. Um, Prince Andrew with another. Uh, he said he was uh, accused of blinking too much while he raped that girl, and he says he hasn't blinked since Grenada. So we'll have that tape coming up for you in just a little bit. Wow, if you're hip to the story, that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the podcasters. Prince staying, Andrew staying with the whole story. 
with the worst PR move in history. Oh, my God. Wearing a Kunta Kinte t-shirt to your I want to get back in the NFL workout. <laughs> Although, again, I think uh, Colin was getting, there's no, uh, there's no good guy in that thing last weekend. What, what I would be interested to know is if that t-shirt choice was made after he felt like the NFL was trying to pull a fast one with that release form he was making the that, sign. That, that's, that's what he was going to say. That's wear that the whole time. I, I have know. a lot more sympathy for that if, if he showed up and they put that 100-page form in front of him and said, sign all these things, giving up all your rights before we even think about it. And he realized, oh, that's why we're here. Right. That's why you... It, it was like a the thirst trap is the term Sean has uh, taught us. It's, you know, is your homeowner's insurance too expensive? And inexplicably, there's a woman with huge breasts. They're on the clickbait. And, and, well, they were like, hey, uh, Colin, listen, we feel bad about everything that's happened. Uh, why don't you come to, uh, to come to Atlanta at the stadium? We'll have all the NFL teams to see how great you are and bet you get back in the league. Yeah, I bet you do. And then he shows up and, and they try to pull that on him. So, again, I think he's obnoxious. I think he's wrong. I, I resent him bringing politics to football for a while because we all go there to relax. Um. But, yeah, I think he's getting jobbed by the NFL. I dropped my iPhone again today. Is there a website where you can compare, like, uh, who's got the worst operating iPhone in America? Because a big chunk of glass came out of it, and I'm still using it. It matches the chunk of glass missing from the other corners. Yours was barely functional before this drop. So does it look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of the uh, Terminator movies where, like, you can see into his head? Yes, it does look like that. Really? Yes, I worry I'm going to electrocute yes. myself. It's, it's it's astonishing now, and I'm still using it, and it still works. So it's not a phone now; it's a shiv. <laughs> yeah, it's a weapon. Yeah, didn't we decide that the uh, crunched up iPhone screen is the new uh, whiskey tango indicator? Oh yeah, it's the it's the most uh, white trash look you can have is the, the 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 smashed screen on your phone. It's the modern car up on blocks, really. Driving around with a donut for more than a week. That's right. the it's the I've got one gray door car thing yeah. of uh, of life now. Yeah, yeah. Not only do I have a car up on blocks, but I can't figure out what to do with it, and so it's going to sit there. Yep. <laughs> so uh, on the other hand, you got the quality products of Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Holiday Gift Guide, which I've uh, been perusing. Among the things getting a lot of attention, $1,350 Restraining Arts BDSM Kit. That's your that's your kinky loving kit. It's uh, touted for beginners. Includes ankle and wrist restraints and a leather covered paddle. The restraining arts kit. Yeah, <laughs> you got a uh, and there are more erotic gifts, including a sex pillow that costs a hundred dollars. Well, you know what? You buy a quality sex pillow, you'll never regret it. You get a cheap one that gives out midway through, and <laughs> please, everybody's unhappy. Uh, among the uh, presents in the ridiculous but awesome category, there are ten different categories in the in the uh, catalog. It actually sounds like kind of a fun read, although she is a, a, a number one a lunatic and number two unbelievably annoying. The categories but, are pretentious, and I want to show I've got more money than most people. The other category is I'm an idiot, delusional, stupid. Uh, how about the two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar limited edition copy of Norman Mailer's Moonfire? I don't know that book. But it comes with a case inspired by Apollo 11 and a piece of an actual lunar meteorite. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, let's see. Here's your $16,000 tin of caviar, or you can get a $100 dehydrated jar of caviar. Um, I prefer mine fresh. Automatic joint rollers, getting some uh, 
some attention by uh, for one hundred and thirty dollars. How much did you say the fish eggs is? Uh, Sixteen grand for the fresh ones. What that seems like a lot? Yeah, that's what you pay for the good stuff, Sean. Grow up. I've never eaten caviar. Oh, I have. I have a, a friend who's a seafood dealer, and it's um, it's it's yummy. But I just I can't. is it, it good? good? You like it? Well, yeah, I like salty stuff. I like anchovies on my Caesar salad. The thought mm. of what it is doesn't bother you? Oh, no. Fish eggs, roe, that's on uh, all sorts of sushi. So, yeah, if you're into the sushi, you've come to terms with fish eggs. So it's like a salty, savory sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very salty and savory, and it's kind of an acquired taste. But And plus, you I know, don't my want belief, acquired tastes. I want to enjoy it immediately. The other reason I like eating fish eggs is I just believe there are too many fish on Earth. <laughs> And so I'm trying fish. to prevent them. Um, you have a resentment ever, against the uh, the swimming beast. Born. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Here's a thirty-three thousand dollar like uh, smoker, uh, uh, like uh, barbecue grill. Um, I have a nice one, but it wasn't thirty-three grand. Let's see. Oh, here's another experience for you, Jack. I'm thinking of giving this to you for Christmas. The man who has everything: a, a quarter million dollar seat on a Virgin Galactic space flight. Whoa, that's, see, now that's something, though. That's 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 something. That it's too expensive, but couldn't help notice this is just one way. Yeah, well, sorry. Uh, a one point three million dollar adventure pack with twelve months of trips focused on endangered species, and my favorite one. And I guarantee, I would hate em- anyone and everyone who would buy this. A seventy thousand dollar package where a crew of photographers goes along with you on your family vacation. Takes professional pictures of wow. everything you do and puts it in an elaborate book. $75,000. Wow. No, no, no. I, I you make elaborate you. Instagram posts is what you do with that.